injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Yo! Sorry, man. I took an upper to stay awake. My heart started pounding, so I took a downer to take the edge off. Honestly, I feel worse now. What? One of my friends overdosed after mixing drugs like that. I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that again. Well, let's stay online for a bit so I know you're okay. Yeah, man. But let's go. There is no safe way to mix drugs. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. The same great show with the same great host. Just at a new time. Live and local with Kevin Wall. Now weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Nevada Lieutenant Governor Stavros Anthony will join us at the top of the hour. Hope you'll stick around. Don't forget, coming up later on in the show, uh, I've got uh, tickets to uh, see Jimmy Buffett live in concert. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Um, I-, I mentioned that uh, Brit Hume was not the only uh, Fox News sort of guy uh, that uh, was supporting the the president's trip to Ukraine. Uh, because Hugh Hewitt, a guy that I've been listening to forever, he's as conservative as they get, uh, was on with Brett Baer last night on Special Report. Uh, he, he's he, kind of a conservative talker, and he gave high marks to the uh, Biden trip to Ukraine. Here it is. Hugh, what do you make of the trip and reaction to it? I think it's the best day of a beleaguered presidency by a lot, Brett. I think it's a significant historical moment. And uh, all praise to the president for doing it. I was telling my radio audience this morning, I am reminded of not President Bush going to uh, uh, Iraq or President Obama making his trips or President Trump. But actually, in 1940, FDR, who couldn't travel, sent Harry Hopkins in January of 41 to spend two weeks with Churchill in war-torn and bombed-out London. And at the end of it, Churchill told or Hopkins told Churchill from the Book of Ruth, whether thou goest, I goest, and your people are my people. Churchill wept. So for the people of Ukraine, this could not have come at a better time, and it's got to be the greatest morale booster for them possible. So great thumbs up to the president for doing it today. There you go. Um, Believe it or not, there is at least one conservative talker that says this was a great monumental uh, occurrence. Uh, We'll we'll talk about that uh, in due time. Uh, Don't forget, coming up later in the show, Scott Hammond will join us from Carson City, State Senator District uh, 18. And one of the things we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, some of the bills that are already under consideration, including an abortion bill from Nicole Canazero. 
SB131. Look it up. Uh, it deals with a lot of different things, including uh, abortion tourism in our state. People from out of the state coming here for the sole purpose of getting an abortion. Or they might they might uh, spend some time at the tables, too. We don't know. Stay where you are. More to do as we continue. My name is Kevin Wall. Good to have you with us on AM670 KMZQ, where news is next. Friends, it's Patrick Casal, the Multicare Group. With the difficulty in finding quality employees to ensure your business thrives, I have a solution for you. Offer employee benefits. Benefits are 100% tax deductible to the employer, income tax-free to the employees and dependents, can be used nationally, and are far more robust than any other individual plan being offered. The Multicare Group can help you obtain affordable, quality health benefits. We have access to association health plans that offer multiple options, attractive rates for you and your employees, with national access and the finest hospitals and physicians in the United States. Call the Multicare Group today for your no-obligation quote, 702-396-9449. We have access to all the carriers that offer health insurance, dental coverage, vision care, group life and disability insurance. Allow our relationships to guarantee you the most competitive rates. The Multicare Group can provide you with all these services, plus we can offer payroll services at the most competitive rates, along with the best workers' compensation programs available in the country. Call Patrick Casal of the Multicare Group today, 702-396-9449. Live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa Studios. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM670 KMCQ, Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kemp Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. A U.S. jury has convicted a former Mexican security official of taking massive bribes to protect the drug cartels he was tasked with combating. A federal court jury in New York reaching the verdict in the drug trafficking case against Gennaro Garcia Luna, the highest-ranking current or former U.S. Mexican official ever to be tried in the U.S. Garcia Luna headed Mexico's federal police from 2006 to 2012. In Poland, President Biden says the last 12 months have been a rude awakening for Russian President Vladimir Putin. Speaking in Warsaw, the president rebuked Putin for starting the Ukraine war and predicted that Putin will fail. Editor-in-chief at The Federalist, Molly Hemingway, says she does not agree with those who say Putin will try to take over all of Europe if he's successful in Ukraine. It doesn't seem to match with how he even thinks in terms of whether he would go after an actual NATO country. But there's also the issue that we have seen in this war that the Russian army is not capable of doing that. Hemingway says the goal of U.S. intervention should be to bring a swift end of the war, not to defeat Putin. She was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Also at townhall.com, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has paid a visit to the United Arab Emirates. Bob Agnew reports. In the wake of the Munich Security Conference, the Senate's top Republican turned his focus to energy. His meeting with the United Arab Emirates President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed comes amid growing anxiety about the global oil supply. In October, OPEC decided to cut production by 2 million barrels a day, despite high demand. It's a decision OPEC hoped would put upward pressure on prices, and the cartel has so far rejected appeals to reverse course. But Agner reporting. The stock's finishing lower. The Dow was down 696 points. The Nasdaq off 294. More at townhall.com. 
Miss Prager here. Sue and I mean it. Dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, there's nothing quite like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with rough greens. In fact, I just talked to my wife about it because we want them to be healthy and we want them to be with us as long as possible. That's true. I know Sebastian Gorka feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. Our pups, Killian and Leia, rely on us to provide what's best for them. And naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed rough greens full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, omega oils, and more that supplement their food in a way that has shown us great results. Trying out Rough Greens is an easy yes, recommended by me, Dr. G. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black here, and I'm so proud that the Pragers and Sebastian Gorka have entrusted their dog's health to Rough Greens. I'm so confident that Rough Greens can help your dog. I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes. Your dog's food is dead food, but you can bring it back to life with Rough Greens. Go to RUFFGreens.com. Hey, Kevin Wall here. A few years ago, a friend invited me for an evening of fun at Ichabod's Lounge. Now, Ichabod's isn't in my neighborhood, and yeah, I had to drive an extra 10 minutes. Boy, am I glad I did. What I didn't know at the time was that Ichabod's had been there for over three decades and family-owned for over 20 years. It's one of the top gaming bars in Las Vegas with the best promotions and amazing monthly cash giveaways and payouts. And I love their food. Ichabod features incredible menu items, including seafood, steaks, burgers, pastas, and five daily specials. And their kitchen is open 24 hours a day for you late-night foodies. What do I like best about Ichabod's? Their old-school Vegas atmosphere. Their bartenders and servers are super friendly. When everyone else is cutting back, Ichabod's continues to super serve its customers. And you'll love their nightly entertainment at the Piano Bar. You want to win? Then I'll see you at Ichabod's Vintage Vegas Dining gaming lounge and piano bar on East Flamingo at Pecos. It's 104 and this is your KMZQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis is moving out. Well, sort of. He sold his single-story condo at the Summit Club for $10.5 million. Davis bought that condo in the exclusive Summerlin community two years ago for $5.3 million. Davis also has more than a six-acre site in Henderson. It's a development there that he paid $6 million for the parcel in 2020 and is now building a three-story luxury house on that property, currently valued at $14 million when it's completed. UNLV defensive lineman Ryan Keeler died yesterday in Las Vegas. He was only 20 years of age. No cause of death was given in that news release issued by UNLV. Keeler, a 6'6", 275-pound sophomore from Chicago, played in seven games last season and had eight tackles and one sack. Well, if you remember the windstorm that battered Las Vegas in 2017, well... Today's event could be on that same level. Yeah, there were grounded airline flights, flipped semi-trucks. Look for winds up to 60 to 70 miles per hour this afternoon. On-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Well, the traffic cam see a little bit of congestion there on the Beltway 215 westbound at the airport connector. You'll uh, tap the brakes there. Also, look out for some crashes right now. Southbound Hualapai at Charleston, northbound Nellis at Bonanza, and Vegas Valley at Lamb Boulevard. 
Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act to save our country and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. So good to have you with us. It is live and local. Uh, it is a uh, Tuesday. It is Fat Tuesday. Yeah, Fat Tuesday, uh, just ahead of, uh, what, Ash Wednesday in the Catholic Church. Um, so you'll see everybody uh, tomorrow, all your, all your Catholic friends will be wearing ashes on their forehead. Um, in fact, I probably will too. And um, but, but today is the day everybody lets loose. And, and maybe, maybe that's the way it is with you. Um, I want you to hear, this is from the, what, the news conference yesterday with Vladimir Zelensky, um, this is the President of the United States talking, and this is cut three, by the way, just for the record. Uh, this is cut three. This is uh, President Biden talking to not just Ukraine, but the world. Here it is. You know, it was, uh, it was one year ago this week that we spoke on the telephone, Mr. President. It was very late at night in Washington, very early in the morning here in Kiev. Russian planes were in the air and tanks were rolling across your border. You told me that you could hear the explosions in the background. I'll never forget that. And the world was about to change. I remember it vividly. Because I asked you, I asked you next, I asked you, what is there, Mr. President? What can I do for you? How can I be of help? And I don't know if you remember what you said to me, but you said, and I quote, gather the leaders of the world, ask them to support Ukraine. Gather the leaders of the world and ask them to support Ukraine. And you said that you didn't know when we'd be able to speak again. That dark night, One year ago, the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. Seems like a lot longer ago than a year, but think back to that year. Perhaps even the end of Ukraine. You know, one year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you. And the world stands with you. There you go. That's the president from yesterday's news conference in Kiev, uh, Ukraine. Uh, tragic story at uh, UNLV. Uh, UNLV football player Ryan Keeler has died. Uh, according to the RJ, uh, the uh, statement uh, issued by UNLV uh, says that no cause of death has been given. Uh, that's in the release from UNLV. Uh, a guy that does... Gosh, 
uh, on a daily basis, uh, does what good reporters do. He reports on uh, all kinds of different stories, but breaks news. Rob Lauer, the founder and political reporter for 360newslasvegas.com, joins us. Rob, really a, a tragic, tragic story, but I, I get a sense that uh, your reporting, uh, which will be coming out, what, in about uh, 20 minutes, uh, we'll have a, a little bit of a, a different look at this tragic, tragic story of a healthy, uh, strapping young man who is dead of a uh, heart, uh, heart attack of some sort. Yeah, you're exactly right, Kevin. It's a tragedy for his family. I can't imagine what must be going, what must be going through their minds and their hearts. And obviously we all um, pray for them and, and for their pain and suffering. And, and, but what I wanted to talk about was obviously what happened to, to the football player. And he was a healthy man, 20 years old. Um, we know that he, he died suddenly yesterday at around 1 p.m. And uh, police and uh, other folks came, uh, first responders came to his uh, his room, I believe. Um, uh, there were other UNF- UNLV uh, football players, at, uh, team members around or that found him. According uh, to TMZ Sports, um, police said that uh, there was no foul play. So he wasn't murdered. There was no homicide. There was no suicide. Uh, so that leaves natural causes. And the fact is there's only a certain number of natural causes that people die from suddenly. And, and those are generally, obviously, um, uh, a cardiac event. Uh, it could be a, a pulmonary embolism or a stroke. Those are basically the main things that people die from suddenly. And so I did my own, my own investigation, my own digging, and, and this is according to UNLV football players that I spoke with um, and law enforcement officials that there was a cardiac event. Very simple. Wow. And we'll find out soon enough, but I, it's pretty obvious that that's, it, it's one of those kind of uh, causes. Um, and there's just no other way. He didn't have cancer. He didn't have any other devastating diseases that we know of to die from. It was it was either a cardiac event or it was one of those causes that we talk about. Let me ask you, Rob, um, do we know if Ryan Keeler was uh, vaccinated? Well, uh, you know, my I don't know. But what I will say is that when he entered the university, there was a requirement to be vaccinated. There was a requirement. So the governor and the board of, um, of, of regions who are in charge, of regions who are in charge of this, required a vaccine for every student who entered um, the university system at the time he entered. Um, they had to, and, and they were not um, honoring for some time religious exemptions, although that eventually became, was allowed. But, so we don't know. I don't want to speculate. I'm not going to speculate on on any other issue here. Um, I just know for, from what I've been told by my sources that it was a cardiac event. Um, and have we been promised uh, some sort of transparency from the university that, that when we do find out a uh, cause of death, that, that it will be revealed to, to the general public? You know, I don't know. And, and here's the question. I'm not sure why there's such a big mystery surrounding his death. Uh, any doctor... Any medical expert can can tell pretty quickly if someone died from from a cardiac event. I had two stents put in. I had a cardiac event seven years ago, 
and I had two stents. And I can tell you, they can draw blood, and they know essentially right away from blood um, that they draw whether there was certain enzymes that, that are indications of a heart attack. It's instant. They can determine instantly. Um, stroke, same thing. They can pretty much right away determine that. So there's really no reason why they're not releasing this information. There's no, he didn't commit suicide, so there's no embarrassment to him or his family. There's no homicide. Homicide. So there's just no real legitimate reason why they're not releasing his cause of death quickly. That really is sad. And again, uh, uh, Ryan Keeler, um, defensive lineman, um, dies. And, and you're saying he, he, he died one uh, thirty yesterday afternoon? Around 1 o'clock he was found. Yeah. Um, um, and, and it was a, yeah, again, according to our sources, it was a cardiac event. Let me ask you uh, on on another story that you folks have been at the forefront at 360 News Las Vegas. Uh, this is the $644 million stolen from Dieter. Uh, this, this is ridiculous. I mean, the amount of money we're talking about is not chump change here. It's $644 million stolen from Dieter. What do we know about this? What has your reporting shown you? Well, we can go to other sources like the Review Journal, who reported three years ago, um, on July 25th, I cite that in my story, that there were at that time already uh, around 185,000 possible fraudulent jobless claims. So there was already a big red flag. Um, On top of that, the computers were were antiquated. Uh, The governor had no oversight over what happened. His leadership was... Was, he was changing leadership like, I, you know, I changed my, my undershirt, you know, every day. He had new leadership in there. No one was staying. Everyone was fleeing. And, and I actually did an open records request last week for more information related to this. And, and I asked for all the emails to and from the governor related to the fraudulent COVID unemployment benefits investigation. And they claimed there was nothing. There was no communication whatsoever in emails documented between Dieter his leadership leader and governor in Sisolak at the time. Um, we also asked for a list of all the suspected cases and a list of convictions. Well, they refused to hand that out to me. They, they claim that uh, it's confidential, which is just bogus. Convictions are public record. And, and then, so I have to give credit to uh, someone, Greg Hafen, who uh, had an opportunity to drill um, Aaron Ford on the stand, on the record, we have that video of him being grilled by by Hafen, uh, Sunderman Hafen, and and asking him um, about the number of folks that were convicted so far of stealing this six hundred forty-four million dollars. And according to Aaron Ford, he's only been able to catch and convict two people. That's it. That's all he's got. So. You know, we, we have um, a complete abject breakdown of our government and its ability to govern this state. And, and, and by the way, he's also, Aaron Ford is out there asking for more money so he could hire more investigators. He said he needed more investigators to be able to, to do this job. 
I want to ask you because looking at your site, uh, 360newslasvegas.com, um, the, the headline is uh, $644 million stolen from Dieter, an inside job. Do you have uh, any suspicion uh, that, that this was, was an inside job, that there were government workers that may have had a hand in, in at least some of this stolen money? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you that um, the fact that there was so much money and so much theft and so much confusion that has certainly opened the door to insiders playing a role. And and by the way, it may not have been an employee; it could have been um, contractors that were brought on board. There was a whole bunch of folks that were brought in from the outside during this time. There was the pandemic going on. And the fact that no one seems to know anything inside, no one wants to explore what actually happened, there seems to be a cover-up of what actually happened, in my opinion. And so is that only leads one to believe. Well, I was, I was just going to ask you a quick question. Uh, d- does that mean with a new Republican administration, are they still not being transparent? Well, the leadership is literally you know, just moving in right now. I, I don't think they have a clue yet what's going on, so... You know, I'm, I'm going to give um, a new sheriff in town, Chef Governor Lombardo, um, the benefit of the doubt and, and give him a chance to clean the house and get this place in order and find out where our money went. Are you are you are you pretty certain that they will clean house and that we will have be, quote, under new management uh, relatively soon? Well, I know the governor just appointed a, a new leader to Dieter, so we'll see what he does. And, and, you know, that's my job as a reporter. I'm always going to keep track of what our government officials do and hold them accountable no matter who they are. Again, joining us, uh, and always good to have him on, Rob Lauer, the founder and political reporter for 360newslasvegas.com. Uh, your your uh, sense of uh, the 82nd Nevada legislature, where they are now into week number three, uh, they had two weeks uh, to begin with, uh, and then they they worked they worked yesterday on the holiday, and uh, they're working again today. What is your sense of what's gone down so far? Well, I think there's um, you know a whole bunch of folks on the legislative side, on the Democrat side, trying to push some of their typical nonsense, like uh, they want um, <laughs> homeless drug dens in in their neighborhoods. They want to pass a law. They're trying to pass a law to AB 115 to create um, government-sanctioned drug consumption sites. That is so radical and extreme that even California Governor Newsom vetoed such a bill in California. So, you know, but there are some reasonable Democrats, some, that I think we can work with that, that do want to clean the house. And, but there are, you know, very few in between. So, and our Republicans are so... Um, there's so few of them to make a difference. We really are going to rely on on our governor, thank God for Lombardo, to veto a lot of this nonsense that's coming down the pike. So I think the fact is that the, the Republicans need to hold um, hold the line because there's only one vote, there's only one vote difference um, between uh, what's going on with the Demo- Democrats' supermajority and the Republicans being able to hold and, and enforce a, a veto from the governor. So it's so important that not one of them break off. So we need to keep track of that and make sure that these Republicans um, stick to the governor and and honor his veto. Hold their feet to the fire, so to speak. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Now, uh, one of the bills that is uh, 
And uh, according to Megan Barth from uh, ReaganBabe.com and TheNevadaGlobe.com, uh, Governor Lombardo is signaling he will support uh, Nicole Canazero's abortion bill. Is he really going to sign an abortion bill uh, into law when he could veto it? Um, I, I I think we're going to have to wait and see what actually happens. That bill um, is something that's going to be very damaging to him politically if he does vote for that and support that. I think that would be damaging to, to our whole party's credibility. And I, I just don't see him doing that. I don't see it. And I know you've talked to a, a lot of members of the legislative branch. Are, are you confident that Republicans will stick together when the governor brings his veto pen to work? Well, I think it's up to us and his voters to hold uh, these Republicans accountable and make sure they do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone in politics pursues what's in their own interest. So it's important that each one of those Republicans know it's in their interest to enforce the governor's in veto. I know that uh, you're going to be posting. In fact, I was I was told, and I don't have this on good authority, but uh, a little birdie told me you'll be posting again at one thirty uh, on the Ryan Keeler story. Is that right? That is correct. In fact, we just released it just as we're speaking to you today, just now. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, if folks want to know more, because I, the one the one thing I, I love about your platform is that it is always changing. And if you go there at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, it'll be different than two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how folks can find you and how folks can keep up to date on what's going on? Well, then go to our website, of course, Las Vegas. I'm sorry, 360 dot com, and check out our news every day. They can also sign up. Um, for an email every day. We send out an email with our story, frankly, because we can't rely on Facebook or Google for our content. They seem to shadow ban it. So we just send it directly to our followers every single day. And by the way, just a curious question. You you brought it up, uh, Facebook and Twitter and all of that. Uh, uh, are you being impacted by, by big tech at all? I mean, have well, they, have they, you know, have they 